recording. Happy Monday, beautiful people. This is our second Zoom call, y'all. I'm excited. Thank you for tuning in again to Conversations with Friends. What's up, y'all? Happy Monday. Uh, this is number two on Zoom. You see my friends. So this is, we're changing the show up a little bit because now we have our video too. <laughs> um, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. We were around the world last, last week in Australia, and I'm really excited to do more international calls with the Zoom. Um, but today we are taking it back to A1, day one, uh, back home. Uh, it's really exciting for me to introduce my friend from, uh, I, mean, I don't even know how young we were, but from my childhood, Gina Marsh is with us. What's up, love? <laughs> uh, Gina and I literally go back to the beginning. Um, so I'm going to pull this up. This is, this is, ooh, Mrs. Watts, second grade. Nope, that's not us. Nope, sorry, that was my sister. <laughs> this is Miss McDowell. Oh, how much did you love Miss McDowell? She was awesome. Friend, do you time. remember that teacher? I do, yeah. Oh. She was so awesome. Yeah, this was fifth grade. Gina up here in the top. <laughs> right here. The little ocean spray hair. With the side. And I'm right there. <laughs> fifth grade. And we've been knowing each other um, longer than that. But Gina, what's up, girl? Repping San Diego. Yep. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. What's it like out in Dago right now? It's hot. Is it still hot? It's still hot right now. and um, But you know what? It'll Winter will come and then we'll complain. So I'm good. <laughs> uh, and, it, you know, we're, I mean, when you're from San Diego, you're from, I mean, literally top 10 cities, I would say, on the entire earth. Like, there's some dope cities out there. But when you really look at San Diego and the weather and the people and the diversity, like, we're top 10. Mm -hmm. What do you say? Top Very five? Cool. I haven't traveled much. I'd be like top, like one. Top one. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like two if you put Hawaii above that. You know, <laughs> and then I think of like Rio de Janeiro and Paris, and it's like, okay, there's some dope cities out there, I know. But San yeah. Diego is amazing. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, when you're from there, you're used to really mild weather, mild temperatures, mild people, and uh, I don't know, it's a special place to be from. So we don't like too hot or too cold. Mm -hmm. 72 degrees, 70 degrees, we're good. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> um, yeah, so you are out in San Diego and you have, tell us a little bit about yourself. So we like to start every show uh, with a little bit about our friends, a little bit of background information. Um, you can go back to childhood and talk about as far back as you'd like or stay current, but tell us a little bit about Gina. Um, you're in San Diego, California, but who are you? Uh, you know, who do you live with? What's going on with you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. I know, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so I lived in San Diego most of my life, probably since I was like, I don't want to say five. Mm. Um, and I've lived in a couple towns, but Sarah Mesa was where we grew up. I lived there for the longest. And then Teresiana. Um, and so I met my husband. We went to high school together. Oh. And I met him at a party. <laughs> We're not high school sweethearts, I swear. It's not that story. Oh. Um, <laughs> And then we, <laughs> we moved back t to town, and we had our son. And um, 
when I was pregnant, I started looking into all like the natural things. Um, I knew I didn't want to have an epidural because I hated needles. So I kind of went down the rabbit hole with that whole thing and it just kind of exploded into, you know, the natural holistic lifestyle and um, that led me to veganism and plant-based diet and all the, all the good things that have been evolving gentle parenting, happy parenting, so um, I'm kind of learning as I go and I'm unlearning my past while I'm learning, you know, new things, so. Yeah, and I feel like although um, I know things are really changing in San Diego and farmers markets are more prevalent and healthy lifestyle and healthy living, healthy food options are becoming more prevalent in the city. We didn't come up like that though. We came up very urban, very like low key box foods. Like everyone I know, you know, from San Diego pretty much came up on that processed foods of the nineties. Um, so I feel like it's a big jump for us. You know, it is, um, but thinking back in my childhood, like, we didn't have a lot of money, and I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, you know, I was a happy kid, like, um, and we had, so both my parents were from Mexico, and we ate a lot of homemade food. Like, we couldn't afford junk food. Mm -hmm. So we ate, like, a lot of soups with vegetables and, like, you know, homemade Mexican food and not a lot of, like, cheese and pasta and stuff, but just very, when I look back, kind of, like, clean, nice. healthy stuff. Um, so I, I didn't know that we didn't have money. I just thought my mom, you know, liked to cook for us. <laughs> oh, man. So you were eating well. That's, that's beautiful to hear. And I love that it's that was that tradition coming up with your parents. Because, yeah, like, it's actually not that expensive to eat well. <laughs> yeah, it isn't. No. No, it isn't. Especially not nowadays. Yeah, well, let's let's talk about that because I feel like that's really vital, actually. We didn't even uh, kind of preface this in our conversation before, but I think that's big because um, no matter what I share with people, no matter how what kind of thoughts I have, at the end of the day, people want recipes. They want recipes. They want to know what you're cooking. Um, so can we talk about that a little bit? How do you guys make it affordable for you? Uh, not to say that you can't splurge and spend a whole lot, but, you know, everybody is usually right. conscious of how much you're spending on on food. Um, how do you guys make that work or maybe even lessons that you learned from your mom because it's not that expensive to eat well? No, it's not. Like, I think, you know, actually it costs us more to buy like the special vegan um, um, I make a lot of my own beans and um, we get like a, a weekly fruit and vegetable box to our door oh, nice. and I meal plan based off of what we get in that box. So my, my meals are already like pre-planned. There's no like running out to the store to buy things and making all of my um, foods as you know fresh as I can because my son has a gluten allergy so he can't have wheat. So we have, we're, we take it back to like the basics, you know, the legumes, the beans, the fresh whole foods and the grains, you know, like rice and quinoa, stuff like that, and, um, you know, just buying in bulk, buying, find deals, uh, making it and freezing it, and just getting super creative with your foods. It's, it's not hard, and I've actually become a better cook because of it, because there's so, you know, I, I have a head of cauliflower, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have like 10 options of what I can make with this, you know? <laughs> So it's kind of exciting to think like this one head could make all these different dishes that I want. What are we going to eat tonight? You know? Mm. 
I love thinking yeah. of it like that. Yeah, that's that makes that turns the kitchen into an excitement or an exciting place, um, into a place that you discover and learn new things. And it's hard, honestly, like because you do cook so much when you eat a high a high whole foods diet. Um, at least for me, I found it being hard to stay inspired in the kitchen. So I'm just thankful that you said that about a head of cauliflower, because I'm going to look at a head of cauliflower a little differently next time. <laughs> I'm going to look at her with. Like, what? Mm, let me get excited. Because it is. There's like 25 dishes you can make with one cauliflower head. Yeah. Yeah. It is exciting. It's, um, and it's not so, it's not so limited. You just have to um, get a little creative. And once you find your recipes, like, I can jam in the kitchen. Like, my, my meals only take me, like, 20 minutes yeah. to, like, you know, I jam it out. Like, I am chopping it really fast. And it's, it's not beautiful always. But it's delicious and nutritious, and um, and like I use my Instapot, and that's been like a savior. Like so fast, so easy, super affordable to make dishes, and um, that's been a really big thing for us at home. I've never used one. Can you tell me a little bit about one? Because I've never used an Instapot. I wouldn't even know. Like, I, so we have a minestrone on the uh, stove today, and so I guess you could make like that in there. But tell me more about the Instapot because I don't know. Yeah, it's super rad. It's like. Um, it's like a pressure cooker, but it's not like the old school ones that are like kind of scary mm -hmm. that you feel like you're going to lose your lid if the yeah. lid pops off. Right. Yeah. This one is a, it can get scary at the end with, when you release the pressure, but, um, it's, I mean, everything's done super fast. Like I make brown rice in like 25 minutes. Mm. Okay. So it's like half the time. So when I'm cooking, I'm, I'm making my brown rice in one pot and I'm cooking my veggies in another pot on the stove and, you know, say pasta on another pot. Mm -hmm. And it's so fast. So like, you know, you can make beans from dry to fresh in 30 minutes. What? Like, yeah. Yes. What? And so it's, it's, it's insane. Like, wait a minute, you can make dried beans. And yeah. 30 minutes in an Instapot? Yeah. I got to yeah. do one just to try that. <laughs> it's amazing. It's like, I mean, I don't soak my beans because I'm lazy. I, I take, like, short cuts. Yeah, I mean, I don't so, know either, so yeah. Yeah, beans in 30 minutes, and that whole pot of beans can be, like, multiple things. It's, you know, we use it for main dishes, and then I also put some in my air fryer for my son and pop those beans or in your oven and pop those and they get crisp and it's like snap. So, mm. so you take being, them cooked? Things, uh -huh. You take them cooked yeah. and then do you like season them up? Mm -hmm. And then put them in the, in the air dryer? I put them in the air fryer, yeah. In the air fryer, oh. Yeah. Ooh, are you planning a cookbook? <laughs> No, I've been asked that before. A lot of my stuff is just, um, I don't, either I wing it or it's like I see something and I adapt it to our needs. I know, but um, that's a cookbook, though. <laughs> right? Okay, Actually, yeah. that is a recipe that I learned from my mom um, after the fact. Like, I was like, I made these beans in the air fryer. She's like, oh, I've, been, I've had those my whole childhood. And I was like, really? what? Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's genetic. That's real genetics right there. <laughs> well, they grew up very poor, so they ate a lot of rice and beans yeah. was all their meals, mm. you know, a little bit of meat and some bread. And so, you know, it's very clean upbringing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and so that's, you know, I think that's something to really, uh, to highlight and to appreciate and honor is that 
the clean upbringing tends to be a very frugal and um, what word I'm trying to really use be careful about what I say about scarcity but you know just uh, what's the word I want to use simple I guess just simple beginnings and not having not or not having access to a lot of abundance sometimes of food and options sometimes can be really healthy for us um, even spiritually you know they say parts of the world where people are considered poor that don't have access to a lot of money and resources at least uh, resources of the city that they're some of the happiest people and obviously I can only speak from what I hear but I can imagine why like you don't have to worry about all the things that money brings it's uh, just less options. It yeah. makes life easier. No, you froze up on me. Oh, man. Back? <laughs> You're back. <Okay. laughs> um, no, totally. I think, you know, like, keeping it simple, don't make it so complex. Like, you know, you see some of these recipes, and it's like 20 steps, and, you know, and then it's just, I find every time I make a recipe like that, my son's like, I don't want anything to do with it. Uh. And I'm like... I'm like, oh, cool, because I just spent, like, half an hour prepping. But, you know, I make, I throw together some simple, you know, meal, and he's like, this is the best thing I've ever had, you know, so keep it simple. That's awesome. <laughs> Go, son. I love that about him. <laughs> <laughs> My children think they're, like, chefs, and they, uh, they really love to, like, always tell me what else I need to do to my meals, actually, so. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. great, though, because they're developing. <laughs> is he like that, too? Oh, yeah, he tries to be like, well, it wasn't the best. And I was like, wait, I didn't know I was being rated. <laughs> Man, I made Naya and I a juice today, and I'm drinking. I was like, no, this is a good juice. Now, this is refreshing. I said, isn't that a good juice? She was like, well, you know. Like, man. <laughs> I had better. Yeah, literally. I know, because I've made them. But come on. <laughs> Give me a break, though. <laughs> yeah. Our babies. Um. So your son has a gluten allergy. Yeah. And has he had that since he was very young? Like, um, so let's, let's talk about vegan pregnancy. So we were going to get into this. Um, so let's talk about kind of go back to the beginning with him. Uh, maybe while you were pregnant. I don't know if it started then. But when did you find out about his gluten sensitivity and when and how? Were you already vegan before? I guess so because you said pregnant. So tell us about that. I love this. Yeah. Um, so... I was a vegetarian and then I went vegan and like we started trying and like bam right away we got pregnant um mm. and I don't know how I came oh I had done hypnosis for some of my previous issues that I had that I wanted to clear up mm. and through hypnosis I came across hypnobirthing yeah and um through hypnobirthing I met this awesome lady in San Diego her name's Kara Messer and um she just kind of opened the doorway to all things natural she was like well you want a doula and you know you know if you're not gonna have an epidural you'll do your hypnobirthing and so for me it was really important to have a calm birth because I didn't really like the whole needle thing I didn't want to have an epidural it was very scary to me and, um, and so, you know, everybody was like, you know, it's, it's crazy that you're doing this naturally. And I'm like, you know, I, everything in myself was fighting it. I didn't want that epidural. Like, luckily I was able to go through with it and the hypnobirthing was amazing. And it just kind of opened the doors to, you know, like cloth diapering and baby wearing and all of those things. Um, 
And I had a healthy pregnancy. Like, my midwife, she didn't really mind that I was vegan. They would, and I made sure, like, to add extra things to my diet. So I would take, um, I would drink a, a protein shake just to get in a little bit more protein. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, you know, I, what I wanted, I ate cupcakes and, yeah. you know, they're vegan. And I ate a big thing of green beans every day. Like, I just mm-hmm. fed my body what it wanted. Um, but I felt like, I felt good, like, even up to my last few days of being pregnant, I was like, oh, I can do this a little longer, I'm good. <laughs> oh, most mamas don't say that at the end. <laughs> yeah, no, I felt good, I felt like I could hang on a little bit longer, yeah. so. That's beautiful, and that's such a nourishing and healthy beginning for your son, you know, for... Uh, we don't always think about what happens in the womb, but our babies are literally in us and they feel everything that we feel. So it's not right. even just what we're intaking, but like how we actually feel for you at the end to be like, hey, we could stay pregnant a little longer. Like that's such a, a high vibration for your baby. Um, that's right. awesome. Yeah, that's so important. Yeah, it was cool. I really, I really like enjoyed the pregnancy and the birthing process. Like it was long, I guess, to, I, I didn't think it was, but people were like, oh, that's long. And I'm like, really? Um, How long was it? I really enjoyed it. So it wasn't, it was, I mean, it wasn't easy, but I really enjoyed it. And like, I always tell people like, oh, I, I wish I could give birth like over and over again. Cause it was just the coolest experience, yeah. especially without drugs, just that moving mountains type of body high feeling, you know? Mm. How long was your labor? It was 17 hours. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that is a long, it's just a long time no matter what to be in labor. (laughs) It is. It is. It's a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I I would love to give birth again, literally just to give birth again. Like, the the raising of the child is like, I'm down. I'll do it with happily. Um, But the birth, right? Just that, this moment of total just submission and like, full connection I don't know my third was like that and um the first two not as much they definitely were amazing births but that third one I don't know I was like oh I could do this again and again and I want to do it in water and I want to do it out in nature and <laughs> yeah. I just want to have a baby yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> it was very primal for me like I was yeah. very in it and it was strange to me because I I grew up in a household that was very modest mm. so for me being, you know, naked in front of other people and being very primal in my birth, like, you know, squatting down and really working with my body and, yeah. and things that I would have never thought I would have been comfortable with, um, happened during, you know, during the birth process. And, um, I just did whatever my body told me to do, like whatever I felt like, you know, needed to be done. I stayed in the bathtub and got in the shower and we went to the the birth center and it that progress was it kind of slowed down a little bit so but it, he came out and he was good he did have a lot of in and out so he was a little mm. swollen and poor guy but yeah it was a good it was a good experience so man and to highlight that too I, I haven't really talked about pregnancy or these early years on the show before but to highlight that you know it's really different when you can listen to your body and when you're not stuck laying on a bed and you have to stay in positions that are good for OBGYNs or good for the hospital scenario. Um, so home birth and birth centers aren't for everyone. I know that. Um, and I've had both hospital and home birth. But let me tell you, like being able to listen to your body and move around, you know, babies are born in 
lots of crazy ways just because women can move around, you know. Um, so that's just beautiful that you brought that up and highlighted that. Yeah, I'm a birth junkie. I love it. Every time someone's pregnant, I'm like, let me tell you. <laughs> I, have to, I have to slow my rolling back up a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I just had a new mom, uh, a woman who's 13 preg weeks pregnant today, come to the shop. And Aww. it's just, you know, just so beautiful. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. amazing. It's an amazing thing, what we're made to do. Um, but then the baby comes out. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, then it gets serious. I, for me, it was um, Naya. They put a mirror up for my first when she was crowning, and seeing her black hair coming out of my body was the moment when I realized, oh, I'm really a mom now. <laughs> <laughs> it all changed, and nothing's been the same ever since. Um, so you gave birth. You have a beautiful, healthy baby boy. And he's growing up, he's nursing from a vegan mom. But when did you start to notice his allergies or any type of food um, issues? When, when did that start to kick in? Um, you know, it wasn't really brought to our attention until he was around two. But then when I look back, there's all these things where I was like, oh, that's a big signal. Um, so after we had him, our doula was like, you should take him to the chiropractor. He had a little, he was a little wonky, you know, his ear was a little bit off. He was kind of favoring one side when he would nurse. Hmm. He was a little twerked and just kind of, he needed, he needed like cranial sacral and he needed an adjustment. And so I took him in and he must've been a couple weeks old hmm. and we had her work on him. It was very gentle. She had him on this little pillow and she was just gently touching him. It's not gnarly like most yeah. people think. Um, and so he started actually like not favoring that side, not leaning in. His little ear started straightening out. And we were under the impression that he would need like a helmet to help his ear and everything. But he just straightened out after those chiropractic adjustments. Um, so I'm very grateful to her. She definitely helped our, our nursing and, you know, after the birth, my hips were all messed up, but, um, and that was the it was life? her, no, it was a chiropractor. Okay. So chiropractor as a resource for parents who are in this situation, chiropractors can, can help out a lot. I hear, especially the cranial mm -hmm. sacral therapy is just like gold for your babies. Yeah. yeah. It's so good for them. Like if they have like reflux or they're, you know, a little bit torqued or they're just very colicky. It's just, you know, their little nervous systems are wreaking havoc you know because they're in and out and they're new to this world and they're not sometimes they don't always come out as gently as they should um so we did that and um he's uh he had been adjusted since he was a baby but he started getting older and <sighs> he was just like super you know he's a strong-willed kid so I, I thought okay you know he's just testing limits and stuff but some something was really off for a while and, and um I just remember like he would try and like slam his head on the floor or like he would just have these like epic meltdowns that weren't easy to calm and it got to the point where I was having to call my husband and I was saying you need to come home um and relieve me because it's either he hurts me or if I put him in the room by himself he's gonna hurt himself oh, wow. um and it was really difficult. Like, um, so the chiropractor, we went in one day and she's like, listen, she's like, she got to see him in one of his, you know, epic meltdowns. 
And she was like, I really think you need to cut gluten out of this diet. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, we're vegan. You know, she kept telling me that. And then one day when she, he had that meltdown, um, I was like, I've had it. I mean, I left there like in tears. He had, <laughs> this is so embarrassing and hard to say, but he had slapped the receptionist. Oh. And he was two, you know, he was two, but as a mom, I was like, so I'm like taking my baby and I'm like, you know, walking out big old crocodile tears in my eyes, just like, I'm like, I'm so sorry. And um, we joke about it now because the receptionist is still there. We always crack up about like, oh, watch out, he might slap you. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's still there too. That's cool. And she loves him. She's very sweet. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> take a person. No, she she had, she has her own kids, so she was like, "We're good." Uh, so we cut the gluten out, and we were like writing down, you know, um, taking a food log. So, which I think is very important for parents. Like, if something is up with your kids, and you don't want to go see someone, an allergist, or you're just like, "Let me just cut something," and it's mostly like dairy, gluten, soy, are the main culprits of things that are going on with your kids. Mm-hmm. Segment two, y'all, we have a little technical difficulty, <laughs> but we're back. Um, all right, Gina, so <laughs> um, so when we got on, I asked you, was your son already asleep while you were recording, and you told me that, no, he was actually downstairs doing yoga with dad. So uh, you mentioned to me a new yoga certification you're working on, or something along those lines. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that, and how is that a part of your conscious lifestyle and parenting with your son? Yeah, so... Um I was thinking back today when I was driving. I've been doing yoga for like 16 years. Um, So in my like early 20s, I found yoga and um, it kind of evolved. You know, like when I first found yoga, it was more like a workout. Mm -hmm. And then as I'm getting older, it's been more like just healing, you know, for my body and my mind. And and I think it's super healing for kids. So um, my son has been doing yoga, I think, since he was like, two years old and um, super cute. He used to like put his little hands out and he would say, he would say, mama stay. (laughs) Little yogi. Um, And so we started him on yoga um, just like for energy, like to help him, you know, get his energy out and to help calm him. So he, we've like tried to teach him how to like meditate and do breathing. And that's part of his daily thing like when he gets worked up we're like do you know your straw breathing and do your you know satali breathing like Mm. um stuff like that um giving him the tools he needs um so yeah he really loves yoga but one of the programs he super loves and he's been doing it for a long time is um cosmic kids yoga and um it's on youtube and jamie the instructor does like these super rad yoga lessons they're like Pokemon and um, Minecraft and you know unicorn yoga and she teaches like meditation and so it's just been part of she does yes I know that yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) she's cool Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so she's super cool and so kind of in the back of my head um, I've worked with kids and like so many different ways. I was a teacher and I've been a tutor and I've done aftercare and cooking with kids and um, 
So I've always just kind of been drawn to that. So I was kind of throwing around the idea in my in my head and just like I didn't really want to go through with it yet. I was kind of nervous. And so um, I was like, I want to be a Cosmic Kids yoga instructor. And um, and I was like, no, no, like you don't have the time. You don't have the this. And so I was just really holding myself back on that. And then one day I just like, I was like, I'm doing it. And I, I bought the program. I was like, you do it, you do it, you don't, you don't. As you know, and I'm not the type of person who's gonna like buy, you know, buy a program and not use and it. Not do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I did their, um, I did their. It's it's roughly like a two month program, and I'm still not done with it yet. I have to. Um, you do like your coursework, and then you have to do your lesson plan, which is basically teaching a set yoga lesson plan and recording yourself. And so nice. that's kind of where I get in my head a little bit, but, um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited that soon I'll be able to submit that, and, um, once you submit it, she'll, like, grade you and let you know if you passed the program, and so, yeah, I'm excited, um, that's I'm not really sure how I'm going to use it. Yeah, <laughs> that's fun, though. That's such, what yeah. we used to do, though, the kids like, uh, Cosmic Kids. When you said it yesterday, I was like, I wonder if that's the same thing, but I didn't even put it to, I mean, I put it together, but I didn't take that thought. Those are so fun. She's so cool. That's popular. That would be big in so many. I mean, that would be huge in Dago. Yeah. Yeah. I already had a friend who, when I told her, like, I was like, I'm thinking about, she's like, do it. And you're going to work for me. And da, 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 da. And I was like, whoa. I was like. Okay. <laughs> I was like, slow down. I'm getting a little nervous. Ah. Um, so, so, yeah, I think um, my idea to use it would be to, like, volunteer at, at schools and um, in places where kids wouldn't have opportunities to do that, um, either like it's just not affordable or it's not something that they've experienced before. Um, so yeah, once I get it, we'll see where that takes me, but I'm excited it's a new journey to go on and my son is like super duper supportive of it. Like, <laughs> he's so cute, he's like, have you studied? Like, I will help you with your lesson plan. Like, you teach me what you know, I'm like, son, Stress me out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sweet, though. You got your number one fan in the house. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Exciting. Yeah. Are there any Cosmic Kid yoga classes in San Diego yet? Um, there aren't. Not specifically for that. Like, wow. Um, there is a, it's not, I, maybe they call it something different, but my son did attend a yoga class in San Diego, um, it was, he did a yoga paddleboard class, mm. um, and so there's a couple studios here that do kids yoga, and he loves it, like, so maybe that's an opportunity there, too, I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, there's <laughs> no cosmic kid classes in San Diego yet, like, that's, because kids love it, kids really, really do love her, they love her voice, they love how she tells the stories, um, I bet if I put it on right now, my nine-year-old would still do it with her, so that's... That's okay. exciting. Yeah, I'm cheering for you on that because that's a whole new, you could bring a whole new thing to San Diego. Right. Yeah, thanks. I'm excited. Yeah, go, Mama. Um, <laughs> this was so cool. We're pretty much at our hour. My children are, uh, they were like, hey, when it shut off, they're like, so is it time to eat now? So <laughs> uh, I know it's been about an hour. They can't usually go too much longer than that from <laughs> for these projects. Yeah, but um, 
This was so cool to see you. So I forgot to put this into the show. So this is what I wanted to say. What I remember, and I already said this to you, but uh, the thing that I remember, uh, the most highlighted memory of Gina and I as children was Gina had a pet ferret. And I have never since this, still to this day, known anyone with a pet ferret and been able to play with a ferret. I remember, like, just how long and different the animal was. But it was illegal. And you, to me, your family was the coolest family <laughs> around because you guys had an illegal pet that was like this little bitty thing that you like, why was this illegal? And I just, I remember feeling like proud of you guys that you didn't like let the system take, like, not let you have your pet. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. It was, it was given to us by a friend. Um, her name was Girlfriend. That was the ferret's name. Oh, uh, how long did so, you have yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember if we gave her away. I can't really remember. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't know. My mom doesn't really like animals, so I'm surprised that we had a pet. Um, but, yeah, I, I remember that. That was funny. I do remember you, though, being, like, the top athlete, like, all the pull-ups and all the sit-ups. And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> like the presidential club. What was it? The president fitness thing? I don't, I was, I was pretty involved in elementary school. Yeah. Dr. Aftrath, like that guy, that's his picture. Dr. Aftrath was the one, I think I just saw his picture right here. Shout out Dr. Aftrath and all the kids that used to go to Wake Forth. Let's see, can you see that? He brought the fitness, man. He had us, he had us doing everything. Do you remember Brent Wilson? Do you remember tall Brent? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Shout out yeah. Brent. Um, you, Dr. Aftrath brought the jump roping, jump roping competition mm -hmm. and that was a big deal between the girls. And I will never forget. Brent asked me, I think it was fifth grade. He said, will you teach me how to jump rope? And I was like, yeah, I'll teach you how. And I taught him girl. He came and beat all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I was having none of that. I was like, um, I was trying to go hide in the field because I was not athletic in any way. So oh, I was man. like, you know, doing like pull-ups and I'm like I can't do like half a pull-up so I was, I was totally putting my blinders on and like don't look at me don't call on me ah, it was cool we went home and played with the ferret and um I just remember I mean that's my that's my highlight of me and you um but you were one of my genas it was you and Gina Sype and you were one of my genas and I'm thankful that I had you I have a Gina now in my life too and honestly her name makes me think of my genas from my childhood I I had good Gina girlfriends growing up yeah, I'm glad we were able to come together, like, how life brought us full circle, right. like, you know, craziness, and um, it's really cool. Yeah, and to be living such aligned lifestyles, I think that's really, um, you know, for me and something that I've talked about on the show often is, like, how much frequency is, how much, uh, how real it is, and, you know, you and I um, took totally different life paths, but yet they were so similar, and for me, at least, the reason is because you don't interact with people that you're not in vibrational frequency with. And they're not all going to be on the side of the same. You know, you're going to have the opposite as well because that's what we do here. But when you really look at, like, the people that you came up with, you're like, wow, we're all, we're all really aligned. You know, it's like, it's like it was planned almost. It's so perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The universe has a strange way of working it out and bringing people back into your life and people I never like even imagined being friends with, mm. you know, as an adult, like I'm 
texting people from middle school that like I never even you know thought I would ever be friends with just because we never had the same paths and suddenly we're like bam right there yeah that's cool though give thanks to social media and to Sarah Mesa to the hometown right. to the day ones you guys will always be my day ones I love it um, love home and this was super cool I thank you for sharing your time energy and love with the show love um, any last words that you would want to leave with the people let's say there's Let's say the mother sitting in my shop today who is 13 weeks pregnant. What would you tell a new family uh, just getting started on conscious parenting and living? Uh, I, I would just say create, you know, create if you have to um, or find a, find your communities, like find your baby wearing communities, your cloth diapering, your breastfeeding, um, having those people that are there to help you is so so important and just people there to guide you and give you I mean we have the world at our fingertips online now and use it you know yeah create or find your community um, just push yourself on on up in there and if that one doesn't work keep moving till you find the one that does feel right right yep yeah awesome mama thank you so much sending love to your family and um, family we will be back next Monday I've got, an, I've got some really dope friends on the show, guys, the next few weeks. Um, oh, I've got oh, my, our, an artist friend. Jay is on the show next week. So uh, stay tuned, family. I think we're going to do Zoom again. We're going to keep with the video. I love it. Um, until then, next time, y'all, peace. Have a good night. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. All right, let me stop the second recording. It's going to be cool with the 